Hey friends, this episode of Woodland War Machine is sponsored by Magpie Games, creators and publishers of the Root role-playing game. Based on the tried-and-true system known as Powered by the Apocalypse, the Root RPG expands upon the lore of the board game and puts players in the roles of vagabonds, adventuring in the woodland, fighting factions, and saving or swindling denizens. If you want to get your hands on the Root RPG, there's a link to Magpie's website in the description of this episode. Thanks so much to Magpie Games for their support of the show. Welcome to another episode of Woodland War Machine, but this episode is going to be a little different today, isn't it, boys? So different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's another voice in that uh, affirmative right there. In fact, it wasn't a voice so much as like a siren. Yeah, like a car uh, horn. Oh. It's actually a very clear reference to that Brad Pitt zombie movie and what happens when all the zombies run real fast and it makes that epic trailer movie sound. That's what I wanted to get across. Oh, I love that. Hans Zimmer style. (laughs) Thank you. Well, folks, if you don't recognize her voice, you should because she's wonderful. She's a part of Good Time Society and she's here with us today. It's our good friend, Becca Scott. Hi, Becca. Hello, Woodland War Machinites. (laughs) Ooh. They've been calling themselves Wimmies. Okay, Wimmies. (laughs) What up, little Wimmies? The tone really changes when you call them Wimmies, doesn't it? It was so respectful when we got in. Oh, just a pack of little Wimmies. Swimming upstream. Becca's joining us today because though as we love to talk about Root the board game, today we're not just talking about Root the role playing game. What? But we're gonna we're gonna play it right here, right now. Bow! <laughs> Sorry I wasn't with you on the last one. It's okay. I'll edit them to be minutes apart. <laughs> So we already did a little bit of a session zero. If you want to hear some of that back and forth as we created the characters that we're going to be playing today, you can head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodtimesociety. Sign up to uh, support the show, support the network, and you can listen to that along with all of our Rupert content that we're producing as well. But before we kick into the episode, if you want to go listen to that and get a little bit of backstory, you can. Otherwise, we're going to get started right away. And our GM for today is very excited to present his world to you. I'll let him take it from here welcome one and all to the root rpg Uh, (laughs) yeah uh so so excited to be uh working with some of the best gms in the world uh who are all (laughs) playing characters today and the one person who has never been a gm in the past is now in the hot seat so i'm pretty excited yeah pretty excited um so yeah, I'll take today... best in the world. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, that was very real. generous. I like that. Being a GM is tough. Takes a lot of work. You guys have all done it, so I, I sh- am sure that you will all have a lot of fun with me today. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be sending you notes after the episode. Yes. Understood. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I welcome the feedback. To be fair, I've never had more anxiety in my life than when GMing, and I hope uh, you have the same experience. That's what it means to be a true GM. Yeah, the um, the terror is, you know, wakes me up uh, a lot. Um, great. So we are at the very tail end of our character creation today, and uh, tail. Bef- <laughs> that's I'm right. Sorry. The, the very tail feather, the last one. 
of our character creation. And weirdly enough, as we've done this, all of our characters are <laughs> capable of flight. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, great. So um, just for expediency, I would love to get a just a quick intro to our characters so far. Uh, so we're, we have three vagabonds here. These are sort of uh, wandering, you know, jack of all trades. You know, they're warriors, they're thieves, they're spies, they're, you know, kind of anything you want them to be. Uh, wandering around this woodland at war. And um, Becca, you're our guest. Can we start with you? Introduce us to your character today. Well, today... <laughs> You may call me Hudson Hockley. I am an owl. More importantly, my playbook is the Arbiter. From the clearing of Moon Warren, I am... Oh, how do I say this? My nature is a defender. I protect the innocent. I'm driven by loyalty and said protection. And I wield... A mighty longbow, uh, as well as uh, well, I wear like a like a monk's cloak, so I'm unassuming, and people <laughs> underestimate me. But I am very mighty and large, okay. sort of old too. Not as old as a certain character we may meet later. I just like that, let to be known. Not that old. Yeah, like a ponderous, like warrior ascetic type of appearance going on. Um, yes. Yes. But very well groomed. <laughs> it, I I have like a little. It's not a comb over. It's just very smooth feathers on top. <laughs> it's just always combed to the side uh, in a very neat way. Is it like four feathers covering just the whole skull <laughs> top? No. Okay. I choose to style it this way. There are feathers there. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> It, it covers the whole thing, I, I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hudson, our esteemed colleague Hudson, welcome to the gang. All right. Uh, Jake, let's uh, let's swap over to you. Let's meet your vagabond character. Yes, hello. I'm Britches Buttonsworth, the vagrant bat. I'm actually known as a day bat. Okay. Not to be confused with a night bat? Yes, or nocturnal bat, or normal bat, one might say. Day bats operate largely when the sun is up. Okay, so a, um... But you can also function at night, presumably, right? Ooh, not efficiently. Not efficiently, okay. So only mildly diurnal bat friend I'm usually (laughs) sleeping at night. Okay. Hanging upside down in some inn. (laughs) All right. What a bougie bat you are. Mmm. Britches the bouge. <laughs> yes. I am I am a little bougie. I have actually a suit on, a leather suit. Um, but the problem is it's so old that you can't quite tell where my leather skin begins and the suit ends. <laughs> okay. Where'd you get the leather for the suit? No, Sam. We can- <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not God. doing this. A night bat. <laughs> <laughs> a night bat. That's why he's not allowed to stay up at night. The other uh, bats don't accept it. You can forward all ethical critiques of uh, the anthropomorphized animal components of the uh, Root RPG to Good Time Society over in our Discord. Oh, okay. There Great. is a section of the book of like, where does leather come from? Yeah. <laughs> and other problematic questions. What does it say? Well, it's, it, it, it treats it like a fable, right? Like that even though like we don't have hands, we assume we can pick things up, right? Even though we have wings, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're kind of 
in storybook land a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I have spent way too many hours crafting intense geopolitical backstories <laughs> and uh, deep economic ties between many of the regions and uh, com- competition of resources, etc. But leather, we're not going to get into today. Yeah. <laughs> That's legit. <laughs> All right. So you are a vagrant, right? Yeah, uh, I am rich- now. Riches. Mm-hmm. Great. And tell us, tell us a little bit about like what makes you tick. What what makes your character in- unique? I used to do some work for the River Folk Company. I was in accounting, and uh, I might have been skimming from the top mm. pretty much the entire time I was there. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so much so that whenever like they started to detect something was wrong, I would just get my two assistants to fight about whose fault it was between them. They were both otters, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, the resulting chaos usually resulted in enough distractions that we forgot about the whole financial problems. Okay, so you must have amassed a bit of a, a bit of wealth at this point. Yes, yes, but I also distributed it amongst the denizens who I was being helpful to. Greedy oh, so yet giving. Yeah, interesting. You've um donated a lot to the denizens. Yeah, they were uh being oppressed by the fact that you know the trade was all happening in their clearings, but they weren't getting any benefit from it right right so you're giving back yeah you know if a certain uh shipment of boots was missing 10 boots guess what the denizens were going to be wearing them the next day <laughs> okay yeah and this kind of ties into your chaos drive right right that's fighting right the system uh, my drives are chaos i advance when i topple a tyrannical or dangerously overbearing figure or order or just someone who's profiting off of the denizens i say and of course, thrills. I advance when I escape from certain death or incarceration. And let me tell you, prison is both fun, but also boring. So uh, the first day is really fun, but after a while it gets bored. Yeah, you get in prison just so that you can have the enjoyment of escaping. Yes. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first day is like summer camp. <laughs> Bunks and everything. If you've gotten a, a series of guards to all fight with each other and so you can get out, it is a blast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and our uh, third vagabond uh, companion today in the party, we have Flint. Yes. <laughs> All right, Flint, what's what's your deal? What's going on? So I'm Flint. I'm a uh, Blue Jay Ranger. Uh, uh-huh. Half of my face was burnt in a catastrophic takeover of many of my gardens. I am still a true believer in the Dragon God. Um, and after my gardens were all burnt down and half my face was burnt, I had to learn how to live in the woods, which wasn't hard for me since I practiced so much gardening. I may be tough and have the vengeance of a dragon god inside me, but I'm still very good with flowers. (laughs) All right. Amazing. You know, I do like that we have, you know, like a very kind of respectable old owl um, who looks very dapper. We have, you know, a a very well-dressed bat, you know, wearing a nice suit. And then we just have a bird with a freaking like burned face and just like shabby, like forest clothes and like sticks coming out of his feathers and stuff. That's right. Uh, It's not important the way you look. It's how (laughs) often you get revenge. Okay, sure. Yeah, I love that. Love that. And you are seeking revenge for the the uh, people, the faction, the whoever it was that burned down the gardens. That's right. I have two drives. One is to protect Zippy the Cricket, 
who is a <laughs> animal companion I have met in the forest at many times. Uh-huh. And then my other main drive is revenge for seeking <laughs> anyone who is responsible for bringing my gardens down and making sure that they feel the vengeance of the dragon god. Right. Uh, does Zippy calm you down? Yeah. <laughs> He's so uh-huh. cute. <laughs> Oh, gosh, yeah, little chirps. Oh. <laughs> if only we all could be zippy, this world would be a better place. <laughs> it's a world full of zippies. Uh, if only, but no, instead, this is a world of strife, hardship, uh, famine, <laughs> war, political intrigue, and the vagabonds who pull the strings in between. Ooh. Um, yeah, so the last kind of step here of character creation thank you for the uh, brief intro to everyone's characters i'm super excited to get into an adventure um, with you all uh, the last step here is to create some connections between these three personalities uh to kind of tie them together and you know give us some jumping off points for going into the the narrative so uh becca i, I want to run back to you it sounded like you had a connection spring to mind already i do Well, of course, I have a partner and a protector amongst you two, and I have chosen that partner to be Britches, because, of course, together, you and I helped the duchy to bring down the Marquis' control uh, of a certain clearing, and we share responsibility for that. Absolutely, we do. Yes, damn those cats. You know, uh, w- one interesting thing is the duchy currently rules in Moon Warren, which is your uh, your home clearing, is it not, Hudson? This is true, yes. So I, I maybe it would make sense that, um, you know, you would have you know, helped, you know, given some aid to the duchy in the kind of battle over Moon Warren. Absolutely. I am a protector for another of you, of course. That would be Flint. Thank you. Uh, Flint, <laughs> that time when when they came for your garden, the mice, I protected you from a mortal blow during that fight. Mm. I swept in from overhead and I ate a pile of mice. <laughs> Just a whole pile of them. They were you were asleep when they were about to deal that first blow. That's this is the moment that you realized what was happening to your garden. Uh, and I would do it again. I would eat those mice for you again. We flash to a, an image of Hudson's giant talons grasping the, like, tunics of several mice and just, like, <laughs> flying way up into the air and just letting them go. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yes, two I dropped from a great height. One was delicious and I ate it. <laughs> smashed mice is a delicacy, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, a smashed mouse burger. <laughs> I think this is a good transition over to my connections, since I have a protector connection as well. Okay, Flint, who are, who, what's your protector connection? Uh, my protector is Hudson, obviously. When Hudson saved me from this event, it seems like it works all too well. Okay, but so you're just doing that, that same one back? Uh, well, I, should I do something new then? No, 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 no. I'm There's just a lot of judgment in that voice. <laughs> I think you have to protect someone. Oh, oh. Well, then that's obviously, uh... Zippy? Brit- Britches? Oh, me. <laughs> yes. Well, you see, Britches gets himself into many gambling debts. Oh, and okay. lucky enough for me, the dragon god saw that the people holding his debts were people that could feel my wrath. And so I did... 
execute several people. Oh my gosh! That uh, Britches owed many, many, and we're going with golden salamanders as the currency. That is correct. That is the currency of okay, this world. Yeah, many, many golden salamanders, and the only way okay. to get out was to eliminate them. Wow. Okay. How did you eliminate them? With my sword. Okay. <laughs> wow. Really, really. Bloody. I also, I'm also good at poisons, but. That I was just in the heat of the moment, so I used my sword. Okay, so that sounded pretty action-packed. So you really, you, like, went to town for britches there. Yes. Wow. Yeah. All right, I, um, it, sound, it sounds like britches might really owe you a debt of gratitude over that. Yeah, sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I have Watcher. I was tricked, conned, or deceived by, I guess it's going to be Hudson once. <laughs> Hudson oh did my. trick me. Uh, Hudson is uh, wiser than I, and therefore was able to use my low intelligence against me, mostly by manipulating me to not be constantly seeking revenge for my enemies, but trying to live a full and happy life. And I feel like that is a trick. <laughs> <laughs> that is a distraction from my one true purpose. Uh, I keep telling you that's not my intention, but I understand <laughs> if that's how you interpret it. Yeah, Hudson, is your wisdom falling on deaf ears? I like to think so. <laughs> Every night I spend in comfort is a night I should be spending <laughs> slaughtering my enemies. <laughs> wow, Flint, you you gotta visit Zippy and... <laughs> Oh. Find some root Xanax or something. Yeah, every every moment I spend with Zippy calms me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need the plants, I can tell. Yes. Um, great. Okay. So let me get this straight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the advice that Hudson is giving you, you are perceiving as a trick. Is it, it's all a that distraction. Right? Yes. Every moment okay. that I am not hunting down those who have wronged me is wasteful and okay. superfluous. Got it, got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and, and Britches. Britches, what's mm, going on? Yeah. What's it for their gambling debt? You old rogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually didn't explain my nature, which is that I... Uh, my nature is what I use to clear my exhaustion track. So my nature is I tend to overindulge in things like uh, anything. Uh, vices like food, <laughs> drink, or especially gambling, as mm-hmm. old Flint mentioned. Yeah, you definitely seem to have like a, a financial something going on. A uh, problem is what we call it. A financial <laughs> they're, crisis. They're only problems if you see them that way. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, they're just reasons to have a good time. <laughs> yes. You see, my relationships are based on, do they owe me money? Then I know them. It, do I owe them money? I forgot who they are. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> For my connections, I have family. After Blank and I, we'll say Hudson. So after Hudson and I pulled off an impressive heist and stole something very valuable from a powerful faction, of course, the Marquise de Cat, right? Oh, you stole from the Marquise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We stole a lumber shipment. My bad choices landed me in dire straits. That is really sensitive for the Yes, Marquise. exactly. Uh, it's, it's a high crime to steal lumber, right? In the Marquise world? Big time. Big time. Mm -hmm. They protect those shipments with paid guards, armed guards, like the whole way. That is incredibly dangerous. They have a very unflattering artist rendering of me in a lot of clearings that says wanted (laughs) because of that now. I keep trying to add more structure to your um, jawline, your your fat jawline. Every time (laughs) I see one of those posters, 
<laughs> I appreciate the the crudely drawn lines along my chin. He has a beard now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it does look like. It looks like a chin strap, unfortunately. It's not a strong jaw. I'm not an artist. <laughs> He's no. So if um if you are sort of a wanted kind of fugitive by the Marquise. Mm. Does that mean mm. that they spotted uh, Hudson as well? Probably not because I was like the inside man on the, on the, on the job. And so when I was getting out with the lumber, one of the cat guards did stop me. And we mm-hmm. were like, I was in between clearings when it happened and I was going to be caught and I was about to talk my way out of it. But of course Hudson did their classic move where they picked him. Uh, she picked him up by his <laughs> tunic, lifted him way up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was dropped at some point. Yeah. I did not take the, a bite. This the cat time. like lumberjack just sort of fell out of their flannel. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So in in this world, there is a uh so the Marquis is the dominant faction of the Woodland, and there yeah. is a registry of known fugitives. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a kind of well known thing, especially among vagabonds who kind of dip into the criminal uh arts now and then yes it is called the catalog of disorderlies and subversives <laughs> and okay. it sounds like there is an entry with a description of britches and a, a crudely drawn um charcoal rendering of your face well i think it's actually a decently drawn picture of my face but there's also notes that are in the margin about like beard question mark mustache <laughs> question mark because about 50 percent of the posters have different facial hair on this bat Got yeah em. okay yeah, very interesting. And then my second relationship is Watcher, which I think is the same as Sam had, but uh, mm-hmm. mine's from the other perspective, which is that uh, Flint saw through one of my cons and turned it back on me, mm. um, which this, of mm. course, was our uh, miracle burn ointment cure con that we used to do, where I used to pretend to be a bird, <laughs> but who'd been burned awfully because of my leathery <laughs> skin and all my feathers had been burnt off. <laughs> Most people uh-huh. are not used to seeing a bat during the day, so it worked. Right. Well, I would take the uh, the miracle cure, and of course, uh, quote unquote, I would appear two days later fully feathered out. Of course, it would just be <laughs> another uh, an actual bird with a uh, similar jacket and such. But it looks like the one person who knows that burn ointments don't work was Flint. Uh-huh. And I'm an ex in antidotes and burns so yeah you weren't getting that past me <laughs> i was like I, I wonder how he saw through that and so i think did you extort us flint and say you're gonna let people know unless you get in on the cut is that how it went yeah well i i should know that there is no miracle cure for burns there's just a mask you can put on every night before you go to sleep uh so as long as you're welcome to spread the good word of yeah. the, the mask. I think initially your suggestion was to just kill us all, but then you thought better of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the dragon god <laughs> spared you. Okay, okay, good. It wasn't even your choice. It was your god's choice. I don't choice. have choices to follow directions. <laughs> okay, you <Yes>. zealot. <laughs> you say that like it's an insult, but he knows it's not. All right, well, fantastic. So we have... Our connections are built. Our characters are starting to take on a life of their own. So everybody, pull up your maps of the Tenwood. The mm-hmm. Tenwood is the uh, the name of the woodland, the specific woodland where all the action is going to take place here. For those of you listening at home, I'm sure we could include some kind of 
visual asset in the show notes or something like that right jake oh very much if you click onto the description of this podcast there'll be a link to a png of this beautiful map that kyle has rendered with i should tell them what service you used it's incarnate which is a free but also has premium subscriptions available uh mapping service that's online i'll put a link to them as well in the description yeah really fun to use they make really convincing looking kind of fantasy maps and uh good stuff for role-playing games in general yeah um big shouts to incarnate that was i i actually used it a lot i, I made like 15 maps for this <laughs> um, Ooh. uh we won't use them all i'm not attached <laughs> i uh i just made them because i i love this world you guys okay mm. so awesome what do you think do, do you guys want some backstory about like the situation yes. in the woodland right now this is like yes, general absolutely. knowledge kind of yeah. stuff okay so here we are this is the tenwood you are living in a time uh, that is dominated by the Marquise de Cat. All right, the Marquise are, of course, they are external invaders of the woodland. So a couple decades ago, specifically like about 20 years ago, uh, this, the woodland used to be ruled by this thing called the Erie Dynasties, which is like a bunch of birds. They have a very kind of uh, brittle political system that continued to collapse and churn and all this. And uh, during a moment of kind of internal strife, the Marquise struck uh, she comes from this other place called, I think it's the Monde de Cat, which is like an external kind of loosely connected feudal entities of all ruled by cats. It, we're not going to go to those places, so it doesn't matter. But one emissary, one noble cat named uh, the Marquise entered the woodland with armies and broke the, the chokehold that the Erie dynasties had had on the woodland for generations. Um, they were weak at the time, so it was pretty easy to topple them, at least nominally. And the woodland had suffered under the yoke of the Erie for a long time, so they were kind of glad to be rid of them. But quickly the populace kind of lost the, you know, the love of their new overlords because the cats started to immediately change things kind of for the worse. They started logging a lot. They started cutting down trees everywhere, kind of in the name of like spurring economic growth. And so it's been like driving critters out of their homes. And um, while there is more work than there used to be, the work is much harder and it pays less. So in theory, everyone should be, you know, feeling good and prosperous, but that's not really the facts on the ground. So out of all this kind of aftermath, the Woodland Alliance arose a decentralized Ooh. band of rebels intent on overthrowing <laughs> the system this is a problem for the cats right because these brigands and uh you know alliance members they would ambush shipments they cut supply lines and then just you know vanish into the woods you know just sort of disappear into the trees never to be found marquise was not going to have it so they called in a favor uh they've been working loosely with the duchy who live in the mountains kind of keep to themselves they have their own whole underground society going on uh, the duchy has a mining operation that helps the cats run their sawmills. So they called the duchy and they said, do us a favor. Can you tunnel into the, the heart of the Mosswood, this kind of like big, thick forest area? Uh, if you're looking at your map at home, it's kind of in the lower right portion of the map. They said, can you tunnel into the Mosswood and destroy this Woodland Alliance presence? And the duchy agreed. And they absolutely obliterated the alliance. And so it's been kind of tossed to the wind, you know, whatever kind of decentralized network of rebels that used to exist is no more maybe some embers remain uh, but it is for for a large part as an entity completely destroyed um, so there's there is no woodland alliance in this story so now we're settling into this kind of post-alliance era where the cats and the duchy 
kind of rule over different portions of the woodland and kind of a alliance type of structure. The thing that's been happening recently, this is in the last like year or two, is that the duchy has got it in their heads that they think they can take over the woods. They think they can take over the Tenwood. So they're waiting for the right moment for the Marquise to grow too unpopular, to show some weakness, and they're going to strike, completely overthrow the Marquise and take over and install their own kind of like parliament system with its many kind of bureaucracies and rules and stuff like that. That's their main goal. Uh, the cat is just kind of clinging to authority by a thread right now. Um, last thing to note is the Riverfolk Company. There's a big river that runs right through the middle of the Tenwood. It's called the Black River. And this is kind of the lifeblood of the woodland economy. Um, ships go up and down carrying lumber, coal, all that kind of good stuff. And along the river, the Riverfolk Company have set up their trading posts. You can see them on the map. They're these like kind of aqua blue buildings. And their presence has just grown in the years since the cat took over. And they kind of also have their own racket going on. Um, and the other thing that they're doing recently is they're starting to drive up prices. Um, they've got kind of a monopoly on certain choke points, certain goods, and they're they're squeezing everybody. So times are really tough for the average citizen. Um, mm -hmm. Our last kind of faction that we haven't mentioned is just the denizens. Uh, there's a couple of independent clearings. Um, Maurice's shack in the middle of Mosswood is is technically an independent clearing. I know I have the um, duchy symbol by it on the map. I think that's... Um, just ignore that. That's It's a um, denizen-ruled clearing for now. Um, but that's kind of a holdout. That's pretty unusual, although it's difficult to reach the deep woods. Um, anything else of note more generally? Just uh, some skirmishes have started between the cats and the duchy, but it's kind of proxy warfare stage right now. Like, nothing open. Like, their governments are still technically at peace, um, although it could maybe become uh, a bigger crisis at mm. any point. So... Here's where we are going to start. Uh, everybody take a look at the Mosswood. There's a city in the middle of the Mosswood called Wormberg. Mm -hmm. Wormberg. Uh, I know of it. Wormberg. It's uh, directly adjacent to uh, your hometown, Hudson, over in uh, Moon Warren. It is. I have warm feelings f for those of Wormberg. <laughs> Did your team play their team? We did, yes. Uh, in our in our um, uh, uh, scuttleball <laughs> tournament. Yeah, scuttleball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty fierce competition, scuttleball between those two, right? Oh Old yes, rivals. you know uh, when it gets to the third quarter, that's when things really get violent. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, the ball starts to run away. It scuttles. It's when the scuttling <laughs> really begins. Too yeah, many times right. I've bailed britches out of his debts betting on scuttleball. <laughs> Hey, long odds are the best odds. <laughs> if you can predict that, like, 13 balls will be scuttled in the fourth quarter, you can make a fortune. Richard <laughs> always gives the advice. The most unstable bet is the one you want to go for. Go as yeah. far out of reach as possible. Yeah, that That's makes when sense. you win big. Kind of GM question outside the story just for a second. Like, tell us about your last mission together. I'll give us a good jumping off point. Like, some kind of mission for the duchy, perhaps? Oh, yes. All right. You know, if birds could go underground, let me tell you, <laughs> we'd have some fun. <laughs> yeah, or fly up into the mountains, you know, they've got tall peaks and stuff. Um, yes, so, okay, so so maybe this is a mission that you guys are on sort of from the duchy in a primarily Marquise clearing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't actually, I can't actually go in there because if I get recognized, uh, I'll be, I'll be murdered. 
executed, <laughs> captured. Okay. Which, though thrilling, uh, got to be careful. So I'll, I'll either go in disguise or I'll go in the skies. Wow. Wow. Very impressive. It's a new catchphrase. Just workshopped it now. All right. Um, Based on the reaction, I got to workshop it some <laughs> more. Yeah, Bridges, um, you're a charming person. You know, you, you've got this kind of vagranty trickster quality. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you create some kind of disguise? Tell us about what disguise you're yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. I got a, a, a nice leather leather suit on right now, which I'm going to just cover with a lot of moss right now. And I'm going to put on more of like a moss robe kind of look. So I'm going to be like maybe a, a wandering druid or something like that. A little bit more, uh, well, vagrant is the only word I can think of because that's the way I describe myself always. Okay, so, so uh, more vagranty. Vagrant. A little bit crusty, kind of like mm-hmm, approaching mm-hmm. Flint's territory, it sounds like. Unassuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit more haggard. Yeah, if I could fake a burn, I will. Um, <laughs> I find that offensive. <laughs> May I say, you look dashing, Bridges. This is oh. this is a great look for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. I I uh I don't want to look too dashing though. I don't want to attract any attention. Oh well, then here and then I just like smash some berries up against his suit. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Oh uh, well. Uh, I'm gonna make a. Uh, you need some sort of headwear. Every every good uh, wanderer in the forest has good headwear, and I'm gonna fashion a crown out of twigs. <laughs> Right, so you guys are in the underbrush, just right at the edge of the clearing, mm-hmm. kind of trying to adjust uh, Britch's look, you know, before heading into a hostile clearing. Underbrush is a good alternate name for me. I will be Todd Underbrush. <laughs> I think I know what our plan is. Yeah, please. So, just like the duchy asked us, we're going to go in there, say we've had a sighting of Woodland Alliance just in the forest, past the in the mosswood, just a bit here, and and when they leave, we trash all their supplies. Yes. Where is the Woodland Alliance? Uh oh. Wait, no. This is a that's, plan. For that's me. a real. <laughs> uh, that's an existential okay. philosophical question. I mean, no. <laughs> they've been scattered no, I... for a, a long period of time. Mm. Hudson, I think I think Flint believes you. You're con- you're so convincing. Oh, no. He oh, thinks gosh. we saw not the again. Flint and the Lions. No, I'm not trying to trick you, Flint. We're trying to trick before. someone. I've been tricked before. You are our most frequent victim, unfortunately, and not by our own doing. Um, a small cloud of gnats begin to buzz around the smashed berries on your shirt. I let them go. It's adding ambiance. Yeah, they're good luck. <laughs> I like your plan, Hudson. I think this is great. We should go in and tell them that we've seen the Woodland Alliance. Again, we're telling them, Flint, telling them. It is not true. We haven't. Um, We should give them a specific place to go, though, right? So we know we we have enough time alone in the clearing to trash their stuff. This is why you're the brains, Betty. Britches. (laughs) I'll take both. Should we say they were on the shores of the Black River so they have to travel at least far enough that we'll have some time? That's great. That's a great plan. Yeah? Yeah. They can follow the path. The river folk are always so uh, uh, slow to give away information, too, so they probably won't be back quickly if confronted with those. Yeah, good, and, uh, good and Bridges, you would probably know this already, but there's a uh, river folk company 
trading post in this clearing, which is kind of surprising because it's not directly on the river. In fact, it's in the middle of the deep forest. So this is a pretty unusual place for it. But you can see the aquamarine roof from where you are in the underbrush. Mm. That's another factor of my backstory is that I used to work for them and also scammed them too. But I don't think they know who scammed them so much as I just don't work for them anymore. My my fall otters took the fall. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, So you guys are right next to the burned out shell of like a ruined building. It looked like pretty large and you can see there's like a sign that's been, you know, horribly scarred by like sword or axe marks uh, that just says Mosswood Inn on it. Who axes a sign? Especially when the building's already been burned. Something smells fishy. (laughs) Insult to injury. Uh, I I go focus, focus, and I start clapping my hands. Yeah, so are you guys going to enter this clearing, or what, what are you going to do? Yeah, maybe maybe I'll go in as Todd Underbrush, and you two can be um, my bodyguards? Done and done. That's one idea? Yeah, right? I'm a fan. And we, we can say that we spotted them, and uh, you're two capable warriors, and we can keep an eye on the clearing while they go investigate the Woodland Alliance, who we're terrified of, right? Terrified. So Even a little bit. Of course we know okay, the plan. Cl- We've gone over it a thousand times. <laughs> Hudson, Hudson, you nailed it. You get the plan, but Flint, I'm worried. <laughs> you guys do all the talking. I'll do all the swinging. Okay, but I have to know that you're not going to shake your head and frown when I mention that we're scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bite my tongue. Birds have do tongues. You have yes, I bite my tongue. <laughs> I think we're going at this the wrong way, britches. Flint. Look at me. Mm-hmm. We we did actually see the Woodland Alliance. They're coming back together, and they are by the river, and they are terrifying. Let's spread the word. Spread the word. Action needs to be taken. <laughs> the sun has started to dip slightly behind the trees. Uh, oh, so no. it is We've late, been here the entire day. <laughs> late afternoon, verging on evening, like early evening. I think okay, it's okay. time. Okay, yeah, Todd Underbrush, <laughs> show us the way. <clears throat> I start strolling into the clearing, raising my arms uh, higher up the, or, than they should be, just kind of swinging my, my wings I mimic forward. this powerful walk. Mmm, excellent. My hand never leads my sword. You stroll into a small town type of clearing uh, surrounded by a thick forest. Towering trees lean over you in a way that is either comforting or menacing, depending on how much you feel at home in the remote parts of the Mosswood. Um, There's like a bunch of trees that poke up in the clearing, and you can tell that like tiny homes have been fashioned into the like gnarled roots of the trees and the kind of boles going up. These are the equivalent of like apartment buildings in this clearing. Uh, Mm. They're like massive trees that sort of function as the dwellings here. I wonder what the rent is. <laughs> well, you see how a lot of them have stores in their base, those multi-level units there, but then living quarters up top? That's the cats doing. A lot of modern architecture. Mm-hmm. It's driving up costs here. Too many golden salamanders for me. Well, and, and you can tell that actually like a lot of the structures in this clearing are very kind of like naturally flavored. Right, a lot of the things use the environment. Like a little hillside will have like a, a little like market stall built on it, that kind of thing. Except for there's sustainable like sustainable design. Right, mm. it's clear that a town has been built into the clearing over a long period of time. Except for a couple of buildings, uh, including the trade post, which is clearly brand new. Like it's all fresh cut wood. It's been painted like yesterday. Uh, it, it is like is it built like a dam that's not stopping anything? 
<laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, like it is very much out of place. Like it's a bright, like aquamarine color when everything else is sort of a beige, brown, and green. I turn to the other two and I say, they have one architect and he knows how to build one thing and it's a dam, no matter where it is. I think it's nice. I mean, I think it, it, it makes me feel like I'm at the river. Um, the other building that kind of sticks out is it looks like a kind of a large barracks type of thing. There's, there's uh, you know, like a wooden, a bunch of wooden stakes kind of surrounding it, planted deep in the ground. And uh, you can see that there's Marquise guards sort of milling about in front. Uh, I pretty purposely start heading in that direction towards the guards that are out front and trying to make eye contact with them as much as possible. Now, I am mostly blind, so... As you, uh, as you pace forward, you, uh, trip over some mice that are scurrying around your feet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry there, children. (laughs) Hey, mister, look out! Don't play in the street. That's Lord Underbrush to you. Uh, they're, they're playing, uh, like a small game with, like, a little ball. Oh, little! Look, you're playing scatterball. No, scutter, scutter, scutterball. Yeah. Uh, look out, Mister! One of them kicks you in the shins. I grin and bear it. Um, you. So as you're striding towards this marquee structure, you're passing by kind of the center of the clearing. You're like going like directly in a straight line, like all the way across the clearing. <laughs> yeah. Don't look away! And don't 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 be distracted. Faces by forward. Faces forward. Uh, you're, you're passing by the center of town where there is like a like a fire pit um, with some like logs stacked up. There's like a merry crackling fire going. And uh, next to the fire, there's some street musicians uh, who are playing like a wooden fife and like a big hand drum. A um, couple of people like hanging out with them. Everybody's singing. They're singing some kind of like old war song. And can I make an assessment of what uh, are these cats? Uh, it's a mix. There's a ferret, uh, and there's a bat. <laughs> so, yeah, there, yeah, there's a bat there. Mm. Ferret and a bat are playing music. I do love music, but uh, I think Hudson's intention here is to get this work done. He is loyal to the duchy above all else, especially that uh, Baron of Dirt. The Baron of Dirt specifically asked Hudson to get this job done. So, no, 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 Bridges Flint, keep walking. Okay, no, no music, no music, gotta focus. But let's keep an eye on them just in case. I keep walking towards the um, the guards, and again, I'm trying to make eye contact, but I'm mostly blind, so like I'm looking in their blurry direction. <laughs> I see the cat banner, so I know I'm heading in the right spot. All right, so you start to approach the, uh, the Marquis Garrison, and uh, two incredibly, like, tired looking cats with big halberds this kind of like long axe on a pole kind of thing cross their weapons in front as you try and barge into the training yard oh oh uh hail halt no i said hail and and i said halt you have to oh okay sir you have to stop okay i'll stop i back up a little bit uh the cats sort of look at each other with a strange look on their face if you're looking for the alehouse the entrance is around the other side I'm actually looking to provide information. I heard there was a reward for uh, the whereabouts of, I believe you call it the undesirables and the suspicious. They look at each other puzzled. Disorderlies and subversives. Disorderlies and subversives? They they kind of look at you up and down. They notice that your shirt is very stained and you look quite rumpled. Because I've just had an encounter, a bloody one, I point to the berry stain. <laughs> With the Woodland Alliance. <laughs> they both hopefully do that noise. 
one of them looks vaguely shocked, and the other one looks at the other and says, it's your turn. <laughs> at the one I go vaguely, that's vaguely shocked, I go, that's right, and try to, with my eyes, impart a little bit of concern. Can I, can I convince him? Persuade yes, absolutely. NPC? Yeah, persuade an NPC? Yes, by all means. All right, I have a charm of plus two. Ooh, okay. So I'll be rolling my 2d6, and I have to get, I believe, above a seven for some type of... Uh, hit in this encounter right right a seven to nine is a hit a 10 plus is like a good a good hit okay i've rolled a six but then i get plus two for a total of eight okay the one seems pretty convinced and he's like look francois we got to take him inside all right like if he has information this this could mean that we get our bonuses this year and the other one's like tub tub if you want to do the paperwork, <laughs> by all means. But I, I don't think we can let everyone inside. I don't think we can let them all inside. They had quite a shipment of golden salamanders they were trying to put on a raft on the Black River. They said they were going to head out by morning. So your window is closing. They're on the river? The Black River? The Not far from here? Just down the, down the road? Okay. Hang on a second. Now, I'm no cartographer, but the Black River is pretty far away from here, and you're Ooh. just coming to tell us here? Sir, if I may, uh, please, if uh, you would show some more deference to my leader, Todd Underbrush, but I understand that you are in service of the Marquise and may not understand, but what we're trying to get across is a message of protection. You need to tell your leaders immediately and they need to run to fight the Atta River. The Woodland Alliance is coming. And we will kill them all together. Can I do a roll? <laughs> Thank you, Flynn. Can I do a roll for some <laughs> charm, but to use this charm like an intimidate? Yes, absolutely, of course. Mm, okay. Love that. They, they seem kind of stunned. Um, and kind of confused, but they also seem uh, visibly more worried than they were before. Like, the, the fact that you're so passionate about this means that it could hold some water. Uh, but yes, let, let's have a roll. Okay, I got a six and a one. That's a seven plus my charm of one makes eight. So it succeeds at a cost. Okay, so they say, um, wow, this, this actually is pretty worrisome. Like, we've had scattered reports, but this is the most concrete Thing that I mean, I'm just a guard, but like, you know, I hear stuff. Uh, how about this? We'll take you guys inside to meet the commander. Tell him what you know. You have to leave your weapons with us. Um, as soon as I hear that they've heard other reports of the Woodland Alliance, I'm going to use my uh, special move of I can persuade with might. What is it? Uh, threatening visage. When yeah. you persuade an NPC with open threats or naked steel. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to brandish my sword at them, and I'm going to say, what other reports? <laughs> uh, they <laughs> I they immediately... a two plus two. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, so as you pull out your sword, you accidentally cut your belt, and it kind of <laughs> falls to the ground in, in a really silly way. I try to hold his pants up with one arm and hope they don't notice. <laughs> Uh, the the cats are very confused, and it it looks like they're going to call for backup. Bring your commander out to us, why don't you? Maybe that'll be more expedient. <laughs> Tell us what you know. 
Tub Tub looks over at Francois and says, again, this it's your j- turn to do the paperwork here. I'm going to get a couple of others. Just don't move. Just stay right here. Well, perhaps we should follow you in. I think we just kind of like push in after him. Ooh, okay. I'm not going to be standing at the door as they gather more guards. Yeah, I like you just being braggadocious. You push past Francois, who who calls after Tub Tub. He's like, hey, you got to back me up. You can't just let people push me over like this. We're here to support each other. (laughs) Tub Tub does not reply and just continues on into the garrison. Uh, Francois returns to the gate, uh, head just sort of like hanging down. (laughs) Um, so, so you follow Tub Tub through the yard, past a bunch of like dummies that are on like poles, and the dummies are all shaped like birds, uh, and they're sort of <gasps> painted blue and have like X's over their eyes. You can see a couple of the dummies are wearing like awkward green tunics and have like big like Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> don't look, Flynn. Don't look. Uh, stuffing is kind of coming out of some of the like sacks that make up their torsos. Um, you, so you walk through this this kind of long yard past several other guards uh, who sort of look at you quizzically as you're following Tub Tub. Tub Tub gets out a big ring of keys. Hold on. While we're in this yard, are there other people here? Yeah, there's a couple of cats who are training uh, with wooden swords um, kind of in a, a corner of the yard. There's an archery range uh, with several cats kind of practicing. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I, I catch Flint's eye of maybe trying to take down this guy, but that Flint, I don't know if you get it or not, but uh, maybe I think better of it. Yeah, I'm still like taking in the fact I'm like, oh, it looks like a bird, but also they're wearing green. So does that mean they're against the alliance? Like I'm I'm having trouble reading the situation. So I look over uh, surprise, to surprise. Hudson <laughs> like, explain to me what is this place? <laughs> uh, well, um, I think that we're not exactly safe here, so uh, proceed with caution, Flint. Mm, got it. I tug on Flint's uh, belt loop to make sure not only do his pants stay up, but also that he's coming forward <laughs> too and not getting too distracted. Yeah. Um, so uh, you approach the door of the garrison. The garrison is like a pretty sort of a long haul looking building with a uh, sloping roof that's painted like a dull orange color. Uh, and the door in, on this side is, like, studded with uh, little, like, steel bits to make it pretty tough. And it's quite thick, and it is locked. Uh, so uh, you have Tub Tub gets out his big old thing of keys and, and, you know, rattles around, finds the right key, and opens the door. It swings open, really rusty, and, like... Are the keys labeled or anything? I, it's just, like, a bunch of big old iron keys. Like, okay. So Why I'm doesn't sure... anyone ever label their big rings of iron keys? <laughs> Did he try a bunch before getting? Yeah, that yeah, one? he had to try like two or three. Like <laughs> <laughs> these are all identical. <laughs> Muttering to himself the whole time. Just, damn, doesn't make any sense. He turns around to you in the doorway and he says, "Weapons in the bucket." You see, there's like a tall, like umbrella stand-looking metal bucket next to the door. I throw a bag of sand in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I reluctantly put my beautiful longbow in there as well. Yeah, I put my long sword in there. I do still have my unassuming cane. I have a sacrificial dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing but my cloak. Uh, Tub Tub eyes you up and down, and you, you all do look a bit rough, but you, there's just this air about you that you don't seem that threatening. Like... <laughs> Just the, the bunch of you have made, have been so cartoonish up to this point that there's not like, 
he doesn't get like <laughs> threat vibes from you so much as just <laughs> you, you guys carry protection weapons but you don't really know how to use them is what it looks like so w- with your weapons in the bucket he uh he ushers you in with a wave of his paw and a, a kind of gruff grunt here we go we are inside the garrison there are torches on the wall uh it's a, a quite a large building um you're not in the main kind of hall portion yet although you can hear the kind of like chatter of voices from a distant room it sounds like there's quite a lot of people um and it sounds like there's some merrymaking going on like it's not all like you know it's not a meeting it's it's more of people hanging out maybe uh not celebrating exactly but having a drink making merry um he takes you down a quiet hallway past another pair of guards who eye you all up and down quizzically and then shrug at tub tub who glares at them (laughs) how many cats have we seen total so far You've seen about nine cats so far. Okay. Okay. I think na- a total How many of nine lives so far. do each of them have? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Eighty-one lives of cats, perhaps. Wow. Mm. He he leads you to an office, and you go into this office, and you see a just like a big wooden chair, not adorned. It's not a throne of any kind. It's just a wooden chair and a big old desk. And on the other side of this desk with a big scowl on his face is a very grizzled kind of older looking cat with a bunch of like military badges and that kind of thing who is writing, but like having trouble with it. He's clearly not a writer. He's more of a soldier type of guy, but he's filling out paperwork and it seems very frustrating. He slams his his little pen thing down and he looks up at you. Tub Tub, what's the meaning of this? I'm at work. You should be guarding. Who are these people? Hello, sir. L- allow me to uh, introduce us. Uh, m- my name is Todd Underbrush, and I have some very valuable information for you regarding the Woodland Alliance. And I w- widen my eyes as much as I can. I remember, they're little bat beady eyes, so it's more like... <laughs> <laughs> the commander takes a look at you very skeptically. Oh. And then stares at you for like just a couple of seconds too long. You have an opportunity that you're missing. They are amassing on the Black River and leaving now, but you can kill them before they leave and gain all the golden salamanders they are planning to smuggle out of the Ten Wood. Uh, the commander looks over at Tub Tub with eyebrows arched so high that they might actually penetrate the ceiling. Commander, mm. perhaps in exchange we might ask for oh, some spare salamanders or... Uh, whatever you could spare for this information, you you see. Oh, we do have more specific whereabouts, if that would help. I will personally lead you there and kill them. <laughs> uh, well, Don't, uh... Not, that's not going to ha- We'll stay behind. Uh, so the, the commander who's got these, like, big scars on his face makes a confused expression that makes his scars look even scarier somehow. Look, we're not planners. We came to you because you're a planner. So we want to give you the information. And as uh, my colleague here said, we would take some reward and just be on our way. The commander stands up behind the desk. He puts both paws on the desk and kind of like leans forward towards you all. You don't know me, but I am the commander of this garrison, Dimitri Mikyarn. (laughs) Dimitri Mikyarn. I have had reports... From the Riverfolk Company who had a shipment go missing in the forest just two days ago. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that 
missing shipment, would you? I try to glance down at his paperwork and see if the report on that very thing he's talking about is actually on top of one of the piles. <laughs> so if I can read exactly what he's talking about. You see that the word missing has been misspelled several times and then crossed out furiously. It's this missing shipment in like really big shaky letters. Is there, is there a uh, itinerary of what's missing? Um, do you want to try and like make a, a check? I want to try and like, yeah, I want to try and glance at him real quick so I can name those things if I say we saw them. That sounds cunning of you. Yeah, I mean, but his writing is quite bad, mm, but it and is it's upside large. down. Like the lettering is really big. So you do have like a pretty easy time reading it. Right. Well, I usually hang upside down and I've read upside down before. So this is fine. Oh, my God. Okay. okay, well, you can Make see that, that there, skills. there's a pretty detailed list of what was in the shipment that was missing. You see that there was um, a, five barrels that were full okay. of weapons and uniforms, as well as a good amount of gunpowder, coal, uh, and several, like, just, like, normal resources that you would use to make weapons, like iron, wood, like, that kind of thing. Well, listen, Commander McYarn, these little <laughs> Woodland Alliance are probably planning to usurp your power somewhat soon because they mentioned having stolen some uniforms for disguises and were preparing some secret weapons. And I shrug like I don't know what that means. His eyes go wide. That sounds very important. Tub Tub, out now. <laughs> Tub Tub, like, surprise. I wave kind politely of... to Tub Tub. <laughs> He, uh, he takes his large halberd and, sc- and scurries out of there. The commander g- goes over and shuts the door and, and looks over at y'all. And he's like, there's no way that you could have known this without actual intelligence. Unless I saw it with my eyes and heard it with, and I don't say it, but I point to him. With your ears, my God. <laughs> we- Look, I- here's the thing. I- everyone in this garrison just wants to get their bonus. And then retire and get out. They want a pension. They want money. They don't care about the mission. I am the only cat. He's slamming his fist on the desk. I am the only cat who is trying to keep the Marquise in power here. All right. I've got all these new recruits. I don't even know what to do with them. I can't train these people. I'm nodding in agreement, and I'm trying to shake the belt loop enough that Flint is accidentally also nodding in agreement. Oh, his speech about how he's trying to keep the Marquise dominant over the woodland alliance is actually like riling me up like ready to fight for him <laughs> i i kind of like my my uh wing is kind of like hovering over my sacrificial dagger that i've snuck in here as, as being so staunchly anti-mouse i mean not to get too far off track but i imagine flint's not a big fan of woodland alliance to begin with no i think that flint thinks that that could be the faction that perhaps burn down the gardens. Mm, I mean, that's a very Alliance type of thing to do, for sure. Just a hit and run <sighs> mm-hmm. type of deal. Yeah. McYarn is sort of like breathing really hard and he's holding his side. It looks like he's in pain a little bit. She's like, I need to sit down. <sighs> he sits down. And he pours do you have himself. an ulcer, McYarn? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, I had to switch to tea. It's not going well. What do you want? Uh, oh, root tea. Just pure root tea. Mm, that's that's no good. You've got to put some berry root in there. Berry root. Oh, no, wait. You see, every night root? I go to bed, I put a mask of berry root on my face to keep my burns at bay. <laughs> if you have an open wound, you should do the same. Nah, I live on this stuff. Root tea is, is, you know, it's my bread and butter. It's what I love. Oh, and that's why you wince every time you stand? 
Look, I know what I'm talking about here. He does. It's true. If there's one thing uh, that that's Blue Jay could tell you about, I, I, uh, I, I take home a little remedies. Yeah, I take a little uh, vial out from my, uh, my, my clothes, and I, and I put a little bit of it into his tea, and it is, it's good stuff. I, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm not poisoning him. We swear <laughs> it's not poison. He looks at the cup and he just pushes it away. He's like, "How, how dare you ruin my tea?" And then I drink that it, stuff is that so will bring, expensive. Yeah, I drink it thinking that will bring him comfort. Like, see, I will drink it. It can't be poison. You, As it hits his lips, I go, "Wait, can I have some kind of something?" <laughs> put that, put that down. Oh. Listen, I, I have about two pots left of root tea in this tin, and then that's it. It is gone. All right. They have some at the trading post, but it is very expensive. It's like three salamanders for a tin. That is outrageous. That is extremely steep. Uh, if I may interject, I know I may be a lowly bodyguard named Bodison Broman. I nod enthusiastically. <laughs> but Broman, we are here. I understand that your ranks may not be in order in the way you'd like, but... You need to send your cat people to the river immediately. A threat is imminent, and perhaps the root tea you seek could be redeemed. Should you capture them? His eyes open. He kind of looks at you with the fresh sense of maybe we can work together. You've said the magic word clearly. Uh, He says, can we have persuade an NPC from one of you? I mean, it sounds like it should be you, Becca. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just went for that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me just check my moves real quick. Don't worry about it. Okay. <clears throat> That's... Uh, anybody want to help me? Yes. Because uh, I've got four plus five with my charm. So I'm going to need two help. I'd say I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try and help by saying actually... Bro- what would you say your name was? Broman? Broman. <laughs> Bodyman. Yeah, Bodyman's uh, correct. If Bodyman's correct, we actually saw a shipment of root tea amongst the things they were smuggling. Hmm. He kind of frowns but and says, yes, well, they, no one was supposed to know about that uh, shipment of root tea, but I'm, I'm glad that again, seems to have made it. It seems like as if we're credible since we know everything they have taken. He says, you know what? How about this? You all seem like a hardy bunch. Uh-oh. I'm willing to give no. you my good word and a fee of, let's say, four salamanders each for you to go and ascertain the exact whereabouts of this stolen shipment. What do you say? We need no payment. Uh, (laughs) The fact that we'd be going against the Woodland Alliance is enough for us, sir. Okay, to recap, just a little better game recap. So we came in here trying to get rid of them so we could raid their place. And instead, they're sending us on the mission. I think a mission that doesn't exist. (laughs) I think Hudson in this minute is reconsidering tactics (laughs) And I would like to completely blindside this cat oh, and no. go crash and smash. 
Uh, Commander Dimitri Mikyarn uh, raises a cup of tea and sips it, waiting for your reply. Oh, okay, so the eyes are slightly covered by the teacup, I would assume, and I see my moment. <sighs> this isn't the plan! And this giant owl throws off this garment that makes them look unassuming, makes people underestimate him, and uh, throws it over the eyes of the cat, and then crashes and smashes. <laughs> right. Okay, so it sounds like we're entering combat here. Um, and you know what? I want to use that big desk because I have to crash my way through scenery to reach someone. So I'm going to just smash straight into the desk and hope to pin them with it. All right. So, yes. <laughs> um, oh, my God. This is incredible. So This Hudson. is known as our plan B. It happens every time. We always go with plan B. You, you, tell me if I'm correct. You fling your cloak over... Commander McYarn and just like crash through the desk. Okay, Correct. paperwork flies everywhere. The little tiny saucer that the teacup was sitting on is just obliterated into a million shards that fly everywhere. Um, the desk literally like cracks in half and just like caves in in the middle as you kind of scramble over it. Uh, <laughs> Dimitri is like. Going like, meow, meow, and like scratching at the cloak <laughs> trying to get out of it. But he's kind of like wrapped up in it a little bit. He's making it worse. Do you want me to roll? Because <laughs> uh, with my crash and smash, some bad things might happen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's have you roll. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got uh, a nine plus two, which is my might. Yeah. Uh, so that's an 11, sir. Okay. So Does that mean you get to choose one, right? Yeah, a bad thing happens regardless when I crash and smash, but on a hit, I reach my target. On a 10 plus, I have to choose one of these things. Uh, I hurt myself, <laughs> or you break an important part of your surroundings. I mean, I mean that saucer. I feel like the saucer uh, is an important part of the surroundings for sure. I think that that's going to be... Uh, I think that the cat is going to be more upset about the final bits of tea being lost than any harm to his person. I think we realized that was a custom-made saucer with his own paw print painted on it. Yeah, and this is something he's had <laughs> since that. he was uh, a child. So this is <laughs> Kept his own child paw print. It's not someone else's. He didn't even give it to his parents. He just kept it. <laughs> My best work. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, the, this is utter chaos. Papers are flying everywhere. It's a, an incredibly loud noise. This is like an uh, you know a, a ten wood oak desk that has snapped. As soon as uh, Plan B ever gets initiated, my um, modus operandi is to always get valuable things. So I start grabbing any of the papers in the air that might have like logistics information for shipments of things and stuff that we can turn into somebody or ourselves uh, later. So I start grabbing them and stuffing them in my jacket. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to help him do that uh because I'm also interested in the <laughs> whereabouts of the Woodland Alliance that may be located on those papers. And if there's any maps in this room like <laughs> up on the wall where they might have stuff written on them or like positionings and stuff like that, I 100% grab those too. Oh, so you go for some maps. Got it. Uh there there are maps. They're kind of rolled up scroll-like and they're in uh like a little bucket thing sort of fanned out. Okay. Like a bunch well, of Well, now they're in my pants being stuffed down into the belt loops. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Great. So, uh, McYarn is struggling in the cloak, but has managed to claw his way free. 
And in the chaos, he kind of scrambles backwards a few steps away from Hudson, uh, who has charged at him so intensely. So are you dealing any damage with this Arbiter move? Or I think you just get another move immediately after that. Is that right? I guess I I used it all wrong. Basically, you're supposed to use it to get to a location. Smash oh, your way through scenery to reach it. someone or something. Okay, um, okay. But you know what? You, follow it up. you reach the other side of the desk. I would like to follow up with a, an injury. I don't have a weapon in hand because we left them behind. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I'm just going to punch him as hard as I can with my owl. Or is uh, take his um, pot of tea and crash it on him? <laughs> Love that. I take it in my mighty talon and I smash it on his head as he's trying to get free from my cloak. Because that'll double hurt him because of the wasting of the tea. <laughs> A moral injury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let's engage in melee. I think you are unarmed, but you can use your big wings uh, that are quite heavy and large to damage this cat. I call them big wangs. <laughs> it's also a restaurant in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, that is snake eyes on the dice. So Ooh. I do not get a successful hit on this cat. Okay. <laughs> that is the biggest miss you could ever miss. So yeah, you whiff so hard. You you instead kind of like slip on all the loose papers that are flying around as you try and clamber over the desk and end up falling and taking out like a, a fancy portrait on the wall of the Marquise de Cat, <gasps> which falls and shatters, creating like a quite a loud noise. Who would have seen this coming? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I grab the shards of broken porcelain slash clay or whatever the saucer and teapot were made out of. Yeah, it's like a, like a porcelain. Yeah, and I grab them in my hands ready to fling them at who cover, comes through the door because I have Ooh. improvised weapons. Very cool. Yeah, almost preparing that as like a pocket sand kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything could be pocket sand. <laughs> you believe. All right, Flint, what are you doing? I'm uh, busy collecting papers, uh, trying <laughs> okay. to read them, but I'm not. I'm a slow reader. I'm trying to look for the whereabouts of the Woodland Alliance. Okay, <laughs> uh, you can hear uh, heavy footsteps in the hallway and some uh, some shouting from outside. It's clear that there's there's cats a gathering. Mm-hmm. Oh no, mm-hmm. uh, Dimitri. In this moment of, uh, you know, is is able to claw free from the cloak and whirls around just like the maddest eyes. The scar has like just like grotesque over his face. And he he reaches up, uh, mounted up behind his desk is like a ceremonial looking halberd. You know, one of those uh, same kind of like axes on a pole kind of thing. And it looks deadly and it looks like this guy knows how to use it. So he's kind of taking that off the wall. Is there a window in this room? There is a window in this room. There is a window. Um, so plan C. <laughs> there is a window. It is uh, kind of to your left opposite some bookcases where uh, all those maps that you just grabbed were. Great. And you agree we all can fly? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. You've been gathering a bunch of stuff. Um, it, it's just papers, though, right? It's not yeah, anything. Yeah, it's just part of it. We haven't taken any like other valuable things, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, and and you all have like light clothes, no weapons. Like, right. yeah, that, that seems I do have fair a cane, me. but I can carry that in my claw. <laughs> yeah, as long as you can get out the window, then sure, you guys can fly. 
I'm just assessing the situation, but um, Hudson would never leave without his longbow. Okay. You could probably, we could get out the window and go fetch it real quick going around, right? Because we dropped it off just inside the door, right? At the it, front? It, it right. was just outside this it, door. The front, no, it's the in front like an door. umbrella stand uh, in the training yard. In the training yeah. yard. So it's outdoors. So we could like swoop down, grab it, and we can go. Oh, so all the cats are piled up about to come into this right. room. Which, by the way, uh, if no one's moving to lock it, I, I will lock this door. <laughs> uh, I can do that if you if you want to try and get him or, I mean, are we leaving right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll like try and lock the door from the inside. Is there a bar or something I can throw over it? There, there is like a bolt that you can throw. Yeah, bolt. Yeah, throw yeah. the bolt. All right, so you go and do that. Against the other side of the door, you feel the body weight of several cats, and you hear kind of muffled on the other side. Row, 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 row. I go, hold, please. And then we <laughs> go back to the window. Everyone knows cats are very obedient. <laughs> I just love the meowing <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> you hear little scratches, and then every once in a while, just the thump of a cat putting their full weight in through their shoulder into the door, trying to bust it open. They're also scratching, though. Um, at this point, uh, Commander Dimitri McYarn has retrieved his ceremonial halberd and squares off to, to look at you all. You have crossed the wrong cat today. So it seems we have. <laughs> this is this is your moment to do something. Okay, great. I would like to fly out this window. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to bother to open it. I'm just going to crash right through. Great. I'll follow. Uh-huh. Yeah, same. Um, same. I'm so all up. three of you are going to try and, and make it out this window. Great. Yeah, we got a lot of paperwork, though. That's what's something we've gained. Yeah. yeah. So so you have stuffed a bunch of this, like, parchment into your pants and random pockets that these vagabonds have uh, and are, are diving out a window, basically. <laughs> I'm not interested in the paper. I was just interested in, uh, you know... Fighting? Fighting. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Since I'm now running, I would like to use my guardian move to grab Flint because I don't know if Flint's going to catch on that it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm still being like the wood, 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 woodland. <laughs> Sounded a, out. A lot, a lot, a liant, a liant, uh, uh, and, mm-hmm. and then I'm grabbed immediately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got it. So who's going first out the window? I'll, I'll pave the way. Yeah. Yeah, Hudson. Okay, so yeah, you grab onto Flint and you just like dive for the window. <laughs> so that is definitely uh, a roguish feat. I think it's an acrobatics or something like that. Um, but it Well, there's also... also guardian move. When you defend someone or something from an immediate NPC or threat, roll with might to keep them safe. Okay. Yeah, I... I wonder if that's more like in in like a combat situation, sort of like putting them behind you while right. getting out of the way of your opponent, rather than like trying to spring like springboard through a window kind of thing. This feels like a crash and smash or whatever your move. It is almost back. does feel like a crash and smash. This whole adventure bit. has been a crash and smash. <laughs> I will take a crash and smash. Yeah, Look, well, if you, you have to crash through the window. Let me take the lead on anything. It will become a crash. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it happened. I don't know if any lead was given. Okay. All right, Becca, roll for that crash and smash. Crash and smash! Oh, okay. Six plus my might is two, so that's going to be an eight. We made it. Nice. Okay, great. So you get to choose two of uh, of those results. Well, it says we do smash our way through the scenery to reach something. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think that I'm going to choose... Uh, 
I didn't want to bring big attention to this, but uh, one of the items I chose, a detail about me, is that I wear a tarnished locket. No one knows why, except for me, and I don't talk about it, but the locket gets caught on the edge of the window frame. It's ripped from around my neck as I fly out. So, yeah, you, you hurtle through this window, throwing your full kind of like owlish body mass against the, the pane of glass, which just like splinters into a billion pieces when you hit it going really fast. Uh, the the <laughs> shards cool. of glass kind of like tear at your face and your skin. And then one of the kind of like cross beams of the window gives you like a big slash along your neck catches the locket and rips it off as you plunge out the window. My locket. Uh, but you are dragging um, f- uh, Flint with you as well, right? Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, as soon as I hear uh, my locket, then I uh, immediately, because um, Hudson is my watcher and has uh, tricked and deceived me in the past for... Uh, trying to live life to its fullest instead of being so focused on your objective. I know that this locket must be important because they said it under their breath like that. Uh, and I am going to reach back through the window at my own risk to grab the locket, which I believe okay. would be my loner thing. I don't have any exhaustion, but I probably would clear it because I'm entering a dangerous situation alone without backup or assistance. Yeah, I guess I haven't asked you guys to mark any exhaustion yet, and it definitely seems like crashing and smashing two times in this encounter would mark some exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> I will um, take two. So, yeah, take two exhaustion there. And, okay, so, Sam, you said you are using your loner ability to yep. enter a dangerous situation alone without backup or assistance. Yep. So you're going back for the locket, like, mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. Okay. Um, got it. And Jake, what are you using your moment for? Well, I was I was holding a bunch of shards of porcelain by the door, which was locked, and then I see that Plan C has taken <laughs> effect. So then I look over at um, Dimitri McYarn. Is that his name? That is correct. Yeah. I look over at Dimitri McYarn and I start, I um, confidently start running towards the window after they've crashed through (laughs) it. And I go, I'll tell you what, Dimitri, if you want revenge, then meet us by the banks of the Black River at midnight tonight because the Alliance strikes again. (laughs) And I throw the shards in his face. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's Commander McYarn. uh, (laughs) Wheels back uh, a bit confused and hissing. And takes a wild swipe at you with the halberd uh, in, in the time it took you to deliver the monologue. Uh, so <laughs> I do need to tie my monologues better. This has been one of my feedbacks. This is good. This is good. Uh, I do. I'm trying to use the pocket sand move, which is I can take uh, the weapon skill confused senses. Yes. So confusing an opponent's senses. Let me just grab that really quick. In overhearing this flying just outside the window i turn to flint and i say are we the woodland alliance <laughs> no oh no did he hear it oh no not a chance i say <laughs> i'm gonna teach you all about lying soon flint you're gonna love this concept mm, not likely um i can tell you what it does uh, Kyle, yes. when you throw something to confuse an opponent's senses at closer intimate range, roll with finesse. Uh, on a hit, you throw them off balance, blinded them, deafened them, or confused them, and given yourself an opportunity. Okay. So for your pocket sand, you instead would roll with cunning. Correct. And uh, great. Let's have that roll right now. All right. It is a seven plus two is nine. Nice. 
There's a nine. You have uh, both emotionally and physically <laughs> surprised uh, Commander McGarren, who who is taken aback at the the shards of this you know saucer that he immediately recognizes. I throw his childhood back at him. <laughs> he is is so stunned that it interrupts his like swing of the halberd at you, and instead, in just like a moment of pure like animal instinct he just swipes at you with his claws as you pass him by on the way out the window so uh it uh, as you're leaving he kind of swipes at you and it tears open uh one of your pockets and some of the maps uh, parchments kind of fall out so uh take one depletion and so sam you're going back in for the locket right that's correct all right so i think you've you've created this moment for flint to go back in and grab the locket um, so Flint, but it is pretty roguish to go back into the jaws of danger for, for this item. Mm-hmm. So why don't you roll for a roguish feat and we'll call it, um, or acrobatics even maybe. Yeah, I guess acrobatics because you're going window. like back in through a window. All right. I got seven plus one. So that's eight. Okay, great. So you reach back in through the window and you just like very delicately like pluck the locket i want to say yoink when i pull (laughs) (laughs) a delicate yoink (laughs) as you do that the door busts open (gasps) and a flood of marquise guards enter the room i'm outside (laughs) yeah you, you already made it out i leap out the window after hudson you see that uh, the one of the guards, uh, Tub Tub, the one you interacted with earlier, gets like a really good look at you before you vanish out the window. I mouth to him, Flint. the Alliance lives. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Flint, Did he are say you... the Alliance lives or the <laughs> Alliance gives? What are they giving? <laughs> Wait, they were the Alliance. They are charitable. Uh, several archers have also uh, made their way into the room and are kind Rout of rough. setting up posts at the broken window. That's a uh, difficult angle. <laughs> um, Kyle, will you describe, like, as soon as we get out the window, what's out there? Yeah, so it is a ground floor window. Yeah. Um, so it you oh. can stand up and see in the window. <laughs> but is there, like, bushes second. nearby? What's what's outside the window? <laughs> yeah, no, you're not up high. You're on the ground floor right now. I assumed we were all flying. Oh. Yeah, so what you see is there's a bunch of like stakes in the ground that serve as a sort of fence mm. type of thing. Uh, they have pointed ends. They point directly up into the air. There's about like 20 of them sort of ringing this area that you're in. You're, you're at a side of the garrison that is, doesn't have any like visible entrances. Exactly. The fact that you can all fly means you could probably make it over this fence. No problem. Um, but you'd have to go like around the back end of the building to get back to the training yard. Mm. Um, where you are is, there's not really an entrance or anything. It's just like a fence right next to it. Mm-hmm. I think we're flying for the training yard. Yeah, yeah, let's fly over the roof and go for the training yard, yeah. right? This whole thing could have been avoided. I regret my plan. <laughs> <laughs> a, B, and C. It's our plan. Plan C is what we're now committing to. <laughs> Don't worry. Once we get to plan H and we have hostages, we're going to feel much better, okay? <laughs> Because I'm a bat, I fly very inefficiently, and I kind of go flutter upwards. Right. Hopefully, I will be the target for the archers as these two can go faster and go get the stuff, and then we'll meet upwards. How about that? Right. Guys? Okay. So, yeah, there's a couple of arrows flying through the air, but you're right. It is a pretty tough angle, especially now that you're flying. 
Uh, so you fly over the building, and you do fly over the archery range where <laughs> several <laughs> slack-jawed cats choice. are <laughs> staring up at you, and they hear the ruckus from inside. You see cats coming out into the training area as you fly over the building. So they train their bows on you and oh fire. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Plan D! Plan D! <laughs> we are, our, Plan C is still run away, so Plan D is run away more. Yeah. No, D is for duck and dive. Oh, duck and dive, yes, yes, yes. I immediately stop flapping the wings and plummet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So you're back at ground level now oh, in no. the training yard uh, among the dummies. And uh, I I have to assume that the, the surprised archers didn't get like a clean shot off. Yeah. So it, it not really too much of a threat yet, but they are aware of where you are now. So you've, okay. you've landed in the training yard and are going for your weapons. Is that what I'm... Yeah, I'll be a distraction because I landed like near the dummies, presumably. Okay. So I'll like try and hide behind them while and the archers train on me while you two grab your stuff and get out, right? Yeah. yeah. What did you leave behind? I didn't leave anything behind. I didn't have to leave. I didn't roll. Oh no, sand. you left your bag of sand. Oh yes, you you. If you guys can carry the sand, great. If not, I can find more sand. Okay. Noted. Uh, Bridges, you uh, are calling instructions out to the other two, and you kind of like peek around the dummy where you're currently at, and uh, an arrow with little orange feather tufts just like thumps into the dummy, like right next to your head. I take out the arrow and stash it in my inventory, and then peel back. Okay. <laughs> the other two, you're you're running for the door, right, where the yeah. weapons are. Yeah, we're going for our weapons. Okay, That's there's right. a, a lot of commotion happening, and uh, the door flies open, and two cat guards who are looking very surprised and very scared emerge and stare at you. Arms is ready. Is Fr- Francois nearby? <laughs> uh, Francois is nearby, actually. You're right. He's still at guarding the gate. I think he's turned around and is kind of like hunting through the, the dummies looking for someone uh, mm. who's hiding there. But the two that are guarding the weapons, we've not seen these before? No, they're uh, they're new. I, they are Skitters and Mr. Huggles. Okay. <laughs> um, Did you have this list prepped? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dimitri McYarn was not improvised, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's a great cat name. How close are we to them? Uh, you guys are about, like, five, ten feet away. Like, they just came out and are pretty surprised to see the targets of their search like <laughs> right in front of them the last thing that everyone knows is that you flew away out a window mm-hmm. and here you are standing directly in front of them again. So they're pretty surprised i think this is a great time to use my skill of storm a group <laughs> i would like to storm a group of foes in melee i'll mark exhaustion and uh, i get to roll with might to try and best them um okay Kyle, can I add on to her idea with my charm offensive, which would allow me to play on an enemy's insecurities, concerns, or fears to distract them with words during a fight? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk me through it. Uh, yeah, as um, Hudson, like, leaps at them, I'm, I'm just going to yell out, We are everywhere! <laughs> All right. Um, and you should roll for that, right? Yes, I'll roll cunning. And okay. it generally would give, like, myself a bonus to strike them or deal injury, but I just assume we'll pass that on to Hudson. Well, right. usually when you do a help action, I think it's just a plus one, but you justify it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it's like a plus one forward kind of thing, right? Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm trying this this move, I guess move specific to me. 
Okay. Not just help, but I can. Yeah. You do you, but yeah. I will tell you I have rolled two fours plus my might makes it a ten. Whoa. And on a ten plus, I choose two things from a list. So, I think I'm going to uh, on a hit trade harm. By the way, so I think that means I injure them, they injure me. But of the two things, I can uh, uh, show them up to inflict two morale. I can keep them off balance and confused to inflict two exhaustion. I can avoid their blows to the best of my ability and suffer little minus one harm. And you use them against each other, mark exhaustion again, and they inflict their harm against themselves. Yeah. That would be cool, but I've only got two exhaustion left, so I think... Uh, I want to save one so I don't pass out. Um, <laughs> that would okay, be bad yeah. for Hudson. So I think that I want to keep them off balance and confused. All right. And uh, I want to... Um, let's go hard. I want <laughs> I want to inflict two morale more than I want to not get hurt. Yeah, that's a okay. good idea. So uh, I think that uh, I give an injury and I take an injury. Right, okay. And I'll take exhaustion for using that skill. As I, I swoop down, going fast, I make my giant owl body in like into like a bullet projectile, uh, like a speeding rocket, and I <laughs> do not waver as I go straight towards the cats, except in a moment before impact, I reach down with one of my uh, very dexterous wing tips and grab the crossbow, and uh, Flint, what did you have? You kept your ceremonial dagger. I have a ceremonial dagger, and I I left my long sword. Okay, I grab the sword and the bow. I don't worry about the sand uh, as I turn at the last second. Okay, so we're trading harm here, right? So you're going to take one injury. You can take that as wear if you wish. Oh, Oh, harm is just any box. It's just any box. Got it, cool. Oh, um... Uh. I think for wear, I would need to have an item to take it on. <gasps> Armor. Uh, and I've lost both my cloak and uh, my my bow until I get it back. Oh, okay. So you would take one so injury. So I'll take an injury. Yeah. All right. So, right. Yeah. As you approach, like, flapping your wings and making yourself as big as possible, uh, the torches that are, like, flanking this door sort of glint off of your big, scary owl eyes and <laughs> strike a kind of, like, deep fear into uh, the cats who also are hearing... Uh, the shouts of bridges from across the yard. They're not really sure where the noise is, where the voice is coming from. It doesn't seem to match up with this big, scary owl, uh, which is uh, quite And they terrifying. also hear... Boom! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you inflict two morale harm uh, on these... Uh, on these two, which causes them to <laughs> to break and flee. Yes! I uh, also uh, inflict two exhaustion, just because why not? Yeah, all right, yeah. So cool. they um, scramble over each other to get back in the door that they just came out, and in that scramble, it does hurt you. Um, you know, they're they're trying to like swing wildly to keep you at bay, and I think one of them connects and causes like a little slash in your side. <gasps> uh, but you do successfully retrieve the weapons. Pain is in the mind. <laughs> Uh, as soon as I see the scramble at the door, I immediately jump on to one of these cats and brandish my ceremonial dagger. <gasps> oh my god. And I want to show <laughs> okay. them the dagger, like, I will end you. And then I'm going to say, 
Tell me everything you know about the Woodland Alliance. <laughs> Plan D is interrogation. No, no, no. That would be E now. Yeah, e. Okay, okay. E for Plan an E interrogation. <laughs> so I would the- just like to, to sidebar that. Uh, what's Jake's character's? Britches definitely will be fulfilling the objective of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Flint leaps on the cat guard as they're trying to flee and pulls out a ceremonial dagger. The cat is like wide eyed and and terrified and is yelling, Mr. Huggles, come back, Mr. Huggles. As they see the lizard etchings on the ceremonial dagger, I'm using my threatening visage to roll with might instead of charm for this persuade. Okay, all right. They're already running away, but yeah, right. no, <laughs> I got them right no, where I, I want them. <laughs> all right, I rolled a three plus two is five. Okay, all right. It's not yeah, scary. In, <laughs> as you uh, draw your ceremonial dagger, you uh, you accidentally uh, cut yourself because mm. <laughs> um, you've grabbed it by the wrong side. So. <laughs> My belt's all wonky since, since I ruined it right. last time I tried this yeah. move. Yeah, your pants you are down it. around your thighs at this point. <laughs> and so the, the cat breaks free from your sort of like leap and, and scrambles inside. He's trying to pull the door shut, but you're kind of in the way as you're trying to sort yourself out here. Uh, in that case, I'm going to vicious strike him. <laughs> oh God, okay. Because they're at intimate we or close range, right? Space. Yes, this is this is intimate or close range. <laughs> with the intention of them not being here so we could trash it, and now we're just trashing it with them being here. That was never my objective. All right, here we go. <laughs> I don't think you were ever aware of the objective. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna pick up this vicious strike in one second, because uh, yeah. I want to swing back yeah. to Bridges really quick. Bridges, you're uh, behind a dummy. Uh, several more arrows have sprouted from this dummy's torso. Um, this this is a Woodland Alliance dummy, and uh, it. It smells like hay, and okay. um, there's kind of torchlight creating these like long, weird shadows all over the training yard. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to tell with your poor vision, like where the guards are now. Mm. They're kind of like sneaking up on you a little bit, or at least it's not obvious where exactly they are. Yeah, and actually, the sun's probably getting like low in the sky, and I'm getting a little tired. Um, so I think <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm oh gonna. I'm gonna grab around the post of the dummy itself. How how implanted is it in the ground? Is it really stuck in there? Or is it kind of lightly staked? They're, I mean, they're pretty stuck in there. But if you like really put some back gonna, into it, yeah, you could I'm probably dislodge some, one. Some bat into it and fly <laughs> up as fast as I can and use it as like a shield as I fly up into the sky and I, I start screeching, "Time to go!" Okay, so you were flapping your wings and trying to bring a well, dummy into really the really like one wing, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I I feel like this is going to be a hard way to get airborne. Yeah, with, with it like is. a big heavy object. Is it he- is it heavy? I thought it was just filled with hay, so I didn't know. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it's like a big wood thing. Yeah, a post. Yeah. All right, I, I start and... lifting it and see how heavy it is and abandon that plan. Okay, yeah, that's a little uh, too heavy. Plan sub plan uh, E. Two, okay. uh, and instead just start flying up and doing an irregular pattern to get out of the way, but really also a distraction so we can boogie. This is great. There's actually a move for this, which is draw attention. Yes. Oh, okay. right. Oh, but this is actually a reputation move. Um, mm. So this well, might be you know more what? of a Okay, wait, shoots. actually, I might be able to, 
I might be able to help you with that because though we didn't define reputation in our pre-game, I did define that uh, I stole their lumber and I'm a wanted bat. So I'm going to take off my crown of <laughs> sticks and shed the moss and I'm going to go, it is I! <laughs> you hear uh, a call from the yard. Hey, wait a second. Yes! That's Bridges Buttonworth. <laughs> <laughs> and I ascend into the sky and I'm like, I've got you again! A hail of arrows uh, <laughs> approaches. Um, <laughs> so This might be my downfall. I do my most irregular flight pattern possible. Yes. So can you roll for this? Absolutely. Um, you are rolling with your reputation. You're treating whatever your negative is with that faction as a positive for this role i assumed it was like negative three but i'm down for whatever okay let's say it's negative two for right now because you're okay. not like a Great. infamous enemy i guess like they sure. probably wouldn't know your name in the training yard to be honest I, well but one of them said it yeah I, they did they did, and they I'm did. So it's proud. surprising I, that they know i'm so happy yeah all right <laughs> you know me i almost said all right uh <laughs> Great. Rolling? Yeah. I got an 11. Wow. Okay. Uh, Hudson was impressed nice. in hearing your name called. So just to read this out, because uh, this is kind of kind of awesome. So you get to choose two, Jake. So the faction employs significant military strength to chase you down. <laughs> the faction deploys an available, capable NPC agent of your choice to chase you down. Mm. Or the faction is rattled by your threat. Mark two notoriety with them. So I get to choose, choose two? Two. Oh, I 100% am going to mark two notoriety with that. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to strike again and they now know it. And it's either a significant military force or uh, an NPC coming after you. A significant military force, which I assume will be this entire garrison. And they know okay. where I'm going. The banks um, of the Black River. In the corner <laughs> of the training yard, a cat has made his way... Uh, over to what looks like just like a big cowbell, and he's just ringing the daylights out of it, making uh, the the general alarm. You can hear uh, from inside the building that there's a a bunch of cats that are gathering, as well as a crowd on the opposite side of the building. Um, it doesn't sound like soldiers or like guards or anything, but there's like a massive crowd uh, now that's on the other side of the of the building. You can hear. As Britches ascends into the sky, which I assume is like dusk at this point, and yeah. uh, I try to align myself with where the moon is, and I give a brief wingspan spread above the crowd with the oh. moon silhouetting me in the background perfectly. Sweet. Huh. So cool. And then fly up. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Distinct uh, IP-wise, though, because you are wearing a leather tuxedo. My ears are ridiculous compared to the size of my head as well. <laughs> like, there's two satellite dishes on the side of my head, so it just looks nothing like anything IP yes. you'd recommend. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so um, then let's go back to Flint here. Flint, you were about to viciously strike uh, this Marquis guard, right? Yes. He didn't tell me what I needed to know, and now he will feel the vengeance <laughs> of the dragon god. Okay, so, yeah, the cat is scrambling backwards. The door has not shut. You kind of, like, wedged yourself into the, the kind of, like, crack before the door fully closed. And now you are inside a, like, rather uh, dark and scary hallway. Uh, the other cat has turned the corner, and you are just one-on-one -on -one with this uh, this Marquise guard. Mm -hmm. uh, and you are at intimate range, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's he's looking you with like big huge eyes like like into your soul and is like very afraid. Mm -hmm. So, 
you need to mark exhaustion. Yep, did it. And roll with might. Here we go. All right, I got seven plus two is nine. Okay, so on a seven to nine, they score a blow against you as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yes, you the hit connects. Uh, tell us about how you strike this cat. Well, with my ceremonial dagger, I just kind of like, I imagine they're like trying to like back away from me. So I just kind of like slice, you know, just like a slice, vertical slice down their like chestal region as much <laughs> as I can. Um, and I shout as I do it, tell me, tell me what you know. <laughs> uh, your ceremonial dagger cleaves through their kind of like light guard armor mm-hmm. um, pretty effortlessly. And uh, the just like horrible gore is starting to like emerge <laughs> oh. from... Uh, this like massive chest wound. Um, they the the cat is scrambling and the claws are out and you just get a big raking <laughs> scratch across your face, leaving some pretty deep kind of like diagonal gouges on uh, the right burn side or the good side. On the on the burn side. How <laughs> gross! Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be needing that berry root mask tonight. Mm. I thought you said the burn side was the good side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Sam, you've marked your exhaustion, right? Yeah, exhaustion and an injury. And an injury. Okay, good. Excellent. What does he say? <laughs> what does he know? He says, I, I never knew. I didn't <laughs> want to know. I just wanted my bonus. <laughs> and passes out from loss of blood. Damn it. Oh. Damn it. I say a little prayer. <laughs> So Hudson has a little bit of, of Stockholm from having embedded with the Marquisat for a while uh, and seeing this gore um, really affects him. And uh, he's wondering, what am I doing here? What have I become? I'm, I want to protect my ward, a young cat I once knew when I embedded with the Marquisat and I've lost my way. <laughs> um, as I'm having these thoughts, I'm sort of hovering in the air, uh, just out of reach of where I, I grabbed the weapons and then flew back. I'm going to toss the great sword back to Flint. Mm-hmm. I've got my bow, but I've lost all heart to, <laughs> to fight because there was no reason for us to come harm these people. <laughs> Except uh, to to help the duchy, you know. Um, but some of these are just guards, and I know I'm gonna have a a dark night of my owl soul tonight. So uh, I I dip down behind where Britches was, and I say, "It might be time to go, friend." All right, as uh, as you have an existential moment uh, at the door to the training yard, you hear uh, from the fence line, uh, kind of right at the entrance where you first came in, you hear a voice say, they're in the air. <laughs> and you start to see um, arrows that are tipped in fire uh, arc across the evening sky. Uh, they're aimed... Uh, up at Britches, who is clearly visible in the light of the rising moon. <laughs> Style points undoing him again. <laughs> uh, and and a a rank uh, of 
archers have set up at the the fence line and they are starting to fire um, flaming arrows. Okay, uh, then I think Hudson sort of trails off in, in what he was saying of, and maybe we don't have a purpose for, and then you just see the reflection of fire in his big owl eyes as he loses all moral compass yet again and uh, is going to take aim with his longbow. Okay, the, all right. The archer most visible and direct line of sight from where he's hovering. Got it. So, uh, you have drawn your bow and are taking aim at one of the guards uh, with that's going to shoot their bow back at you, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You've had right. such a moral roller coaster in the past four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, we really started this. Qu- question know? for you. Are you in the air right now or have you like landed and you're like ready to fight it out? Oh, no. I've stayed in the air. Yeah. I've stayed a moving target. Uh, you know, did my did my rocket precision dive for the weapons grab the weapons toss the sword to flint and then went up a little higher to talk to britches okay got it um so there are fire arrows arcing uh all over the place some of them have thumped into the the dummies that i mentioned and have caught fire um so the the training yard is starting to uh become a a flaming hellscape. Uh, you can fire your first arrow. I think. Let's go to. Uh, we could just fly away, but uh, the the reflection of fire in my eyes is too strong and too blinding. That's all I can see. I'm a simple owl. Yes. First question here: Are you using uh, your your arbiter move, the strong draw? Here's the thing: I have to take an exhaustion if I do that. This would be my final exhaustion, and then um, don't I pass out, or if I pass out when I take when I need to take exhaustion and I can't? Um, I think it's the second one of those. I think once you mark your last exhaustion, then that's just that's your cap, and then if you take one more, you're kind of lights out. That's right. Hmm. How much longer do we have the episode? Because I do <laughs> love a dramatic finish. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, it's... Uh, I do. Getting to the, the kind of climax, it seems like. In that case, Hudson will draw back and then forget he's drawing back as the flames flash in his owlish eyes and he draws back into a strong draw! Okay, so you I are I target targeting... this cat so intensely. Right, so you... You are targeting a cat that is reloading uh, an arrow or sort of like trying to like get it started, uh, get its fire started on the tip and is sort of like looking up at you nervously. Uh, you will die, pathetic thing. <laughs> you were feeling so guilty. <laughs> Until fire came into my eyes. You know, Hudson, he he's a real flip-flopper. <laughs> That's all I got to say about him. Love it. Love it. All right. So let's uh, let's go ahead and roll for that. I will target this cat. I will mark where on the bow to roll with might instead. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a six. Oh, no. That is a miss. You draw your bow to its breaking point and fire an arrow that has so much, like, weight and effort behind it that it drives itself into the ground in between this archer's legs to the like all the way to the feather <laughs> uh that cat breaks and flees immediately but his spot is filled in right away by another cat who dips and grabs some more fire too much draw 
Oh. <laughs> uh, Flint, you are standing over the uh, corpse of a cat that you just horribly destroyed. And you look up, and in the hallway, you see none other than Commander McYarn <laughs> standing with a, a halberd and a really angry look on his face, flanked by uh, two other very serious-looking guards. Uh, the fire in the training yard is... Uh, growing uh, <laughs> bit by bit and it's getting close to the doorway all right first i finish my prayer over the fallen uh, person who felt my wrath i say like all hail the dragon god never battle never move and then i look at the commander right in his eyes i say commander i have no issue with you we have the same enemy the woodland alliance now we can both escape this room unscathed or we can draw swords. Uh, Commander McYarn gives you a steely look and says, if this is the way friends treat each other, I don't think an enemy would make a difference. It raises his halberd, it gleams in the, the firelight from outside, and he charges you. He has a point! <laughs> <laughs> um, let me look at my weapon skills. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think I'm going to attempt to vicious strike him with my longsword. Um, okay. Great. I feel like that's gonna be tough when he's, like, fully on his guard and not disarmed or anything. Mm -hmm. But, I think because he's angry, you may have a small opening to, like, hit a weak point or something. Mm -hmm. So, let's go ahead and roll for that. So, go for ahead and mark strike. exhaustion for vicious strike mm -hmm. and roll with, uh, with might. Ooh, I got a nine plus two is 11. Ooh, okay, so you are getting roll. away with the strike. Your prayer has centered you, and you have like a very clear vision of what's happening. So Commander McGuire charges at you. Tell us about this vicious strike. Uh, this is the first time I've used my longsword since Hudson threw it back to me. And I just kind of like pulled it out of its sheath and just kind of have like an upward strike slashing across the chest. I'm a big chest striker. Okay. Uh, so in, in his haste to pursue you, a Commander McGuire does not have the full complement of armor on. Instead, he's just sort of hastily thrown on like a, like a loose breastplate kind of thing. You manage to, with your upward cut... Uh, strike the kind of leather ties that hold the piece together. And not only does it cut him, but his breastplate kind of falls to the ground mm. in a heap. Uh, and he's sort of stunned and reels backwards. You can see there's like a thin line of blood where you cut him. Mm -hmm. um, would I be able to clear my exhaustion tracks for uh, entering a dangerous situation alone without backup? Ooh. I think this now qualifies. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, clear. Sure. You're taking on the big bad solo, yep. so that, that makes sense. I guess I'll clear before and then mark one to vicious strike him or whatever. Yeah, I guess yeah. with the prayer, that makes like sense, right? That would right. be like a good moment to kind of like recenter in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's zoom on over to Bridges. So Bridges, we checked in with you last. You were up in the sky framed <laughs> against the moon, dramatically looking down at a flaming... Uh, training yard, smoke rising up into your uh, giant bat nostrils. What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm up in the sky looking down, and I'm still just trying to cause a distraction so none of the other um, soldiers go and attack these two, Hudson and Flint, who are, or, yeah, Hudson and Flint, who are, I guess, 
taking people on. Now. Right. And you're so your um your kind of like draw attention action has been very successful. Like yeah. almost too successful. Yeah. Because there's a lot of bows that are trained on you. Right. Well, this is plan F. This is fight and flight. And so I'm the <laughs> flight part. They're the fight part. We've progressed to this point. Luckily, while you're up in the sky, it is quite hard to hit a moving target. And these are right. not the best trained soldiers. So uh, many of them are going like comically wide and just uh, not really getting that close to you. But they are hitting uh, different parts of the building itself as well. OK, well, um, I'm worried that they're also going to start a fire elsewhere because they're launching flaming arrows into the woods. Right. <laughs> So I start. I keep dodging and 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 really just screeching and uh, yelling out midnight at the banks of the Black River. <laughs> all the other th- threats of where I'll be, uh, and I'll do that for at least another minute until these two get out of there. It's a classic bat. You're just like doing a big figure eight, like yeah. screeching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, okay. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> so uh, just checking in now. There, there is a. A pretty huge contingent, like the entire garrison has been mustered. This is the kind of big military response uh, triggered by your draw attention, Jake. Mm -hmm. And they have formed ranks and they are closing. Uh, They have started to cross the training yard to uh, close the gap between um, themselves and try and pin you all uh, in place against the garrison's building wall itself. Y'all should fly. Now, there is open sky above us, right? There is open sky above you, yes. But the cats don't think Plan like that. Plan G. GTFO. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, gosh. Um, well, I would like to distract Flint from the damage they're trying to uh, impart to this, this cat commander by just diving in the way and trying to get the message through to Flint. Plan Gee. Okay, all right, I love it. So Hudson, you uh you go back into the garrison. You you go back through that open doorway. Um flames are starting to like lick at the edges of the door itself uh as you enter to try and find Flint. And in the hallway you see Flint and Commander McYarn like fully squared off, uh ready to dance. And at this point uh Commander McYarn is is Getting ready to swipe at you pretty hard. He takes his halberd and gives a swing at Flint. Uh, I dive in front of that swing. Okay. I would like to put myself in harm's way to defend someone against oh. dire threat. All right. Uh, this is probably your guardian ability, I would say. Sure. When you defend someone or something from an immediate NPC or environmental threat. Yes. It's kind of both, because like the, the building's on fire and... <laughs> Guy swinging a big axe, right? All things are dangerous, and uh, <laughs> uh, I rolled a five plus two is seven. Okay, seven to nine. It costs. You nice. have to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. I bear my chest feathers <laughs> to this cat, and I say, "Take me instead." <laughs> This guy's perception of what's happened today must be (laughs) quite the journal entry. We know he struggles with those, too. (laughs) So Commander McYarn is completely just like enraged and baffled and pauses for a moment, kind of recovering from the axe swing, which barely missed Flint after Hudson uh, pulled him out of the way. 
Uh, meanwhile, the other two kind of cat guards at the end of the hallway pull out little throwing axes and just chuck them at you guys. <laughs> oh, God. Chuck them down the hallway. So, uh, Can I they... take this opportunity to use my nature to clear my exhaustion track? Definitely. This makes perfect sense. I have defended nice. successfully. Mm-hmm. All right. So while you sort of like show your brave feathers to the front, <laughs> uh, one of the throwing axes does connect with you. Uh, so you can mark one injury. That puts me at three. Oh no. <laughs> it was worth it. To be clear, there's only four in this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I see Hudson take the axe, that's when like my eyes go like if it was a cartoon it'd be like red with flames and you see like a little dragon image inside them uh <laughs> and then i'm going to hold the uh the long sword you know kind of like where i can like stab it down at the uh at commander yarn uh and i'm going to say last chance to tell me what you know <laughs> Right. You're giving big... people so many chances to tell you what they know. Well, I've never rolled well with it. <laughs> a big burst of feathers as you sort of emerge from behind the protective mm-hmm. wings uh, of Hudson. Commander McYarn looks up into your crazy <laughs> eyes and kind of like backs away and is sort of disarmed. Like he's a seasoned fighter, but this is cr- truly crazy. This has gotten out of hand. And, and he says, look... I, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. It, they weren't supposed to know about the tea and the shipment. Look, it's it's just my little tr- treat that I get on the side. I, I've worked out this deal, and it I wasn't say, my fault. Oh. I say, you're coming with us, and I grab him, <laughs> and I grab Hudson, and I head for the door. Okay. Yes. Uh, he, he cries out. He's like, Carlisle! <laughs> Joplin! <laughs> Joplin! <laughs> And uh, the uh, the other Marquis guards close the gap as quickly as they can. They they run to get their commander out of your arms. We take fly. fly. What are fly. we like tug of warring with them, or am I out the door? If we you fly. and we fly. Hudson I don't fly can... with the, with a cat. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Us. If you are working together, you can definitely do that. Hell yeah! Right? <laughs> At this point, I'm severely yes. injured, but my wings still work. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say though that this is so crazy that this is probably a roguish feat. Yeah. All right, climactic <laughs> roguish feat. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm gonna say acrobatics because you guys are trying to like take flight while you're like grappling with an enemy. If we don't have it, that makes it luck, right? I think so. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Okay, so I don't have any bonus to this, but I assume Hudson's helping this roll with a plus one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. that makes sense. That makes sense. Here we go. Fly, baby, fly. Oh god. <laughs> I got six plus one is seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at least a partial success. What's your luck? Zero. Okay. <laughs> it's then. your help that gave me the plus one. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, hey. it's negative. Nice. All right, this is an incredibly difficult task, and Commander McYarn is not making it easy. He's actively trying to, like, pull out feathers and, you know, make this <laughs> incredibly dangerous. I've seen worse. Uh, so you can go ahead and mark one exhaustion, yeah. uh, Flint, for yeah. this effort that yeah. it's going to take. And uh, But you are able to kind of subdue Commander McYarn and take flight. Can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, so I've kind (laughs) of got uh, one of his shoulders in one talon, 
in like his head <laughs> in another talon. <laughs> so he's kind of like crooked a little bit as we fly. And then Hudson also has maybe like one of his legs with both talons. Uh-huh, <laughs> and so he's okay. just kind of like very cattywampus, cattywampus. And he can't, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of like grapple with us very effectively. Got it. All right. So you are flying away. The building has started to fully become consumed in flames. Uh, the the garrison's orange roof is now black with smoke and soot, and uh, it, the moon itself is starting to become obscured by the sheer volume of like fresh lumber that is being burned by this fire. Can we go towards the silhouette of whatever moon is still visible? <laughs> and as they approach, I say, Hudson Flint, we got to plan H hostage (laughs) well done let's slip into the night as we always planned (laughs) exactly right so you're you're flying towards uh the mosswood right yeah deep into the mosswood where whichever way the moon is (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're just getting the hell out of air archer range okay very nice um, as you uh, fly away from the training yard, a final burning arrow arcs up and manages to connect what? with Commander McYarn's no! clothing. <laughs> uh, what? Which is is now a problem because his his shirt is on fire. Oh no! To the Black River. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just distance-wise, you're not going to make... Everyone's going to be on fire by the time I'm going to take every other flap. I'm going to kind of, like, take off in order to reach into my, like, potion things. I'm just going to dump some random antidote potions on him. Antidote for fire? (laughs) It's just liquid, yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, tea, like cold flower water. Okay, so the flames are doused, and Commander Gyarn is, like... Catatonic. Please forgive the pun at this point. He, he kind of just goes limp. Uh-huh. Uh, it's clear that he was like in some pain and just kind of passes out. Okay. <laughs> We've done well here today. <laughs> He's a fellow burn victim now, Flint. We have always had a lot in common. That's why yeah, I didn't can kill share him. share scars, yeah. We have I the think... same enemy. We are much more alike than we are. This different. is his origin story, I think. <laughs> when he wakes up, he'll be so grateful. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a great friend of ours. Yeah. Can't, be, can't wait for him to join the group. I can't wait for him to meet Zippy. <laughs> uh, maybe we should go towards where you last saw Zippy. Um, also, we should maybe drop this cat that's on fire. No, we doused it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank d- you. A doused yes, cat. That's right. Doused cat. A burn. A currently slightly singed, uh, wounded. Cat. Sorry, my disbelief at whether that would work or not uh, <laughs> interfered with me actually hearing it was doused. Yes. <laughs> let's flee. Let, let's flee to where uh, Zippy's hideout is for sure. That to the Mosswood. <laughs> so as you soar away from Wormberg, you've left behind. <laughs> I forgot a, that's what it was called. A uh, panic-ridden population of mice who are afraid that their homes are going to burn down. The Marquis garrison is in complete shambles. Uh, There are at least several, like, viciously murdered cats, just, like, about. And uh, it's not clear that everyone's going to be able to escape the the burning structure. Um, You can see from your height that a crowd of denizens uh, had gathered on the opposite side of the building 
and they are watching you fly away, and it's kind of unclear how they feel. Like, you can't tell from their expressions. You're, like, kind of far away at this point, but you, you can't tell. Is it... Are they glad that you've disrupted this clearing from the Marquise's rule? Are they, like, upset with you? Are they afraid? Uh, they have a kind of worried kind of vibe about them. Like, yeah, it's a big sure. crowd, but they're not, like, doing anything. They're just sort of, like, taking in the scope of this tragedy. As Hudson looks to them below, the denizens, and then to Flint and to Britches and to their hostage, recently burned badly, <laughs> he says, Friends, I've often questioned my purpose, but today I think I've found it. Ooh. I am the villain. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's a good name for our group, the villains. I like that. Yes. But, I, but I'll look out right. for you. You know, I'll, I'll defend you all. That feels yeah. right. Love that. Love that keep, choice for you. Keep flapping my wings peacefully, <laughs> calmly towards the woods. We flap our wings into the darkness. <sighs> Amazing. And just to, just to put it in perspective, you did raid a Marquise garrison <laughs> and kidnap the commanding officer of that garrison. All according to plan. Befriend right. is the word I'd use. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Recruit, <laughs> one might say. Yeah. I think this went just about as well as it could. As blood, <laughs> blood drips from my torso. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, torn up pretty good there, Hudson. I'm not dead. <laughs> All right, yeah. So everybody go ahead and take a look at your playbooks. Um, the drives that you selected at the beginning of this session, if you fulfilled them, um, you get to do this great thing called advancing, which is like basically a level up. Great. Can we start with Flint? Flint, did you advance? No. Tell us, remind us what your drives were again. <laughs> My drives were revenge against the Woodland Alliance. Didn't figure out much. I've got some uh -huh. papers and a hostage, so doing good work for next time. <laughs> and then protecting Zippy the Cricket, which we did not encounter. <laughs> okay, okay. But I'm set up good for next time. It seems like we're going to meet Zippy and find out yeah. more about the Woodland Alliance. So I feel good. Yeah, you do have like a, tr a trove of uh, classified documents in your possession now, which is going to be quite useful. Yeah. Very illuminating, I think. Um, uh, okay, except but no is that undercut by uh, having stolen the opposing faction's leader? Yeah, it no, seems like no. kind of double dipped on that one. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, if you need to do some enhanced interrogation there, I'm right. sure that, that would shake loose some more. It's easier than well. reading. All right. <laughs> what are you going to milk board him? What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, let's zip over to Hudson. Hudson, tell us about your drives. My drives, I think that. Um, Loyalty is number one to specifically the leader of the Grand Duchy, the Baron of Dirt. He's okay. a dear friend, and I will obey his orders. He didn't specifically order this this particular plan of action, as far as I know, but I think he'll be pleased when he hears. Uh, I'm going to say um, that's a big old maybe. <laughs> and secondarily, protection specifically of my ward uh i think that i named it as a a young cat so i don't think i protected my ward in fact i might have to change that drive because of the damage i have done to the ward's people yeah yeah you kind of like approached that and then just went hard 180 <laughs> yes the other options uh for my 
my playbook are justice or principles. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So this is going to be a struggle. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to need to find a new ward. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, understood. But I think the first one, I mean, there's an argument to be made. I think you definitely weakened the Marquise's grasp of Wormwood, which is a, uh, and, and as you would know, is a potential site for uh, the Duchy's kind of machinations. Uh, so I say that probably qualifies for an advance. And you didn't yes! just like slightly like dent the Marquis's presence. You like straight up like <laughs> destroyed it. Made them burn their own building down. It is going to take a significant amount of effort to restore. We abducted their leader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean... want to point out, Kyle said like, oh, a lot of people didn't make it out of the burning building. But like Becca just said, like, they set their own building on fire. We didn't introduce fire. That's, That's true. I was trying to come up with like a military response that would feel like an escalation. Yeah, and, no, it was cool. You know, arrows, like burning arrows. And I realized that those would be awesome. falling on the building right. itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and last but not least, let's take a look over at Bridges. Hmm, my drives include thrills like advance when you escape from certain death or incarceration. Okay. Check. Yeah, I think it you like did. It merits that. That was most well, of yeah. the last two hours. Um, <laughs> chaos is my second one. <laughs> advance when you topple a tyrannical or dangerously overbearing figure or order. And I saw how he wasn't sharing that tea. So overbearing <laughs> and tyrannical indeed. <laughs> I think that yeah, he might have been I, good. I yeah. Feel like you you hit both right on the head. There's not much ambiguity there. So you definitely get to uh, to take an advancement. Awesome. Um, I think you get to do it twice because you fulfilled both. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't know, know if he did the second one. I feel what? like Becca and I did the second one. This was, wait a second. Oh, Plan H you was something we, the tyrannical thing. We, it was a group effort. Yeah, you were yeah. the distraction guy. Okay, so, so the distraction oh, the guy doesn't get a cut? A, doesn't get yeah. arrested? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what the heck? I don't know. Sorry. I do feel like chaos box got checked for yeah. sure. So I mean, let's, no doubt. In a word. No doubt. In a word. <laughs> so let's just do one advancement then. Fine. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Good buddy. This has been such a fun experience. Thanks oh for making uh, my first game as a GM. Lots of fun. Um, Yay, Kyle! That was great, great job, man. Game. Well run. Well run. Yeah, thanks you guys. This is this is fantastic. Can um, I say Dimitri McYarn is <laughs> the best possible name for a cat commander you could have ever come up with? I'm very impressed by it. Thank you. Yeah, the the list of names do not end at cats, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would definitely like to learn more of your cat world for sure, and more of the Ten Woods. So maybe we'll return to this someday. But for today, that's the end of the Root RPG experience. Thank you, uh, Sam and Kyle, as always. But thank you, Becca, for joining us today. Yeah, thank it you. It is Becca. my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that was so great. Um, well, before we leave, we have to, uh, of course, chant the motto of the villains. I don't know if you know it, Becca, but it's just one word repeated many times. Root, 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 root